When you were in school, did you ever wish that the requirements they expected of you could be reduced or maybe even eliminated? Well, turns out you were born one generation too early. There's a second pandemic raging across the, the United States. It is a pandemic of lowered educational standards and expectations. Princeton University recently announced that they would no longer be requiring their majors in the area of classics to learn Greek and Hebrew as necessary languages for their studies. These are not zoology students. These are not English majors. These are students majoring in the study of Greek and Latin culture and literature. And yet they won't be required to learn the language because they said they're looking to provide new perspectives and quote, a more vibrant intellectual community. Let me tell you, that's code for a condescending attitude that believes that students of color are incapable of learning and reading ancient languages. So the only thing schools can do is they can dumb down their curricula to try and appeal to students who they believe don't have what it takes to pass muster. It turns out the study of Greco-Roman antiquity is, quote, harmful because the production of whiteness resides in the very marrows of the classics. Who knew that even studying the roots of Western civilization is now considered racist? Well, this is not happening only at the university level. It's happening in public high schools across the country as well. The state of California recently announced that they were beginning an extensive curricular review aimed at what they call dismantling racism, listen to this, dismantling racism in mathematics instruction. Who knew that math is also racist? Step one is they've decided to stop correcting student mistakes on math tests. Now think about this. Apparently, correcting wrong math answers is an expression of white supremacy. In the state of Oregon, their state Senate has produced a bill, Senate Bill 744, which directs the state education office to begin a review of diploma requirements for graduating seniors across the state of Oregon. The expectation is that this will produce what they call an elimination of the essential skills requirement for graduation. In other words, there will now be no baseline of knowledge that Oregon graduates must show proficiency with in order to get a high school diploma. What they've done is cheapen a diploma to the level of a ticket that you would get at a, at a carnival. It's not just on the West Coast, it's also in Virginia. Farquhar County recently suspended a teacher by the name of Shelley Norden as recently as 2016, Ms. Norton was a Teacher of the Year recipient. And yet, this last year, she was suspended and eventually fired 
because she criticized on social media a new training program called Deep Equity. Now let me tell you about Virginia's program Deep Equity. It teaches progressive ideology and it is controversial for a number of reasons, not the least of which is that it explicitly instructs educators to reject and resist any parents who disagree with it. In other words, they know better than parents what the children need to, to be socialized into. What is there to disagree with in this program? Well, teachers are forbidden to count homework as more than 10% of a total grade for a student's semester. What this does is it hurts poor test takers. It makes homework virtually unnecessary because there's no advantage to the student to do the work and turn it in. Secondly, they will allow no zeros on any tests or assignments. Now, in the, in the state of Virginia, or in this county, the lowest grade that a student can receive on any test or assignment is 50%. In other words, if you put your name on a blank piece of paper and turn it in, you get a 50. And because they can't correct answers, if you take that blank piece of paper and write wrong answers on every question and then turn it in, you can graduate with an A. Well, the real racism in America right now is being promulgated by those who proudly wear the banner of anti-racists. The racism in these districts is the idea that somehow disadvantaged students are too stupid to learn. The wrong-headed solution is not to strengthen their educational opportunities. Rather, what the districts are de deciding to do is to lower the standards to a level that literally expects nothing of the next generation. Critical race theory is behind this. That is the philosophical underpinning for these bizarre educational strategies. There was a marvelous response to critical race theory recently produced during the recent convening of the Mid-South District of the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod. In a resolution that they adopted in their convention, they pointed out the commonalities that all people of every races have. For example, we have mutual fathers. That is, we come from Adam. We come from Noah. Secondly, one thing we share is that we all have the stain of original sin. One of the commonalities of being human is that we are marred by a sinful nature. But also one of the commonalities we have is that we are equally redeemed by the blood of Jesus. We are reconciled to God and to each other by that relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. What it means to be human is we have certain problems that are normal to the human condition at large, and we have certain solutions that are available to the human condition at large. They quote James chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. James tells us this, 
If you are fulfilling the royal law, according to the scripture, you shall love your neighbor as yourself, you're doing well. That's the basic ethic of Christianity. Love your neighbor as yourself. Verse 9, but if you show partiality, you are committing sin and are convicted by the law as violators. For all the talk about Christianity being the problem, the fact of the matter is Christianity is the only worldview that pushes for the commonality of humanity with the same problem across the board and the same solution for everybody. It's interesting. This resolution from the Lutherans says that they reject the worldview of critical race theory as it is contrary to Scripture and counterproductive to true racial conversation and reconciliation. For it pursues equality of outcome, equity, between racial groups, which requires treating individuals unequally based on race, and also rejects all organizations, movements, petitions, and theological language that supports that worldview in a positive manner. They go on to say, we reject any doctrine that teaches that one's race, ancestry, or nationality is inherently superior to the race, ancestry, or nationality of another person. They reject the idea that any individual is inherently racist or oppressive, whether consciously or unconsciously, because of his race, ancestry, or nationality. It's interesting. The very people who consider themselves to be the heirs of Martin Luther King Jr. would, if he were alive today, throw him under the bus. You see, he stood one time and told us that he had a dream. He had a dream that one day his children would be judged not by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. But what critical race theory now played out in Princeton University and in school districts across the country, what's being played out now is that the content of your character is irrelevant to the conversation. You are completely judged and treated solely on the basis of the color of your skin. The anti-racists are the real racists in America today. There is a late pastor by the name of Dr. E.V. Hill. Dr. Hill was the senior pastor of the Mount Zion Missionary Baptist Church in Los Angeles, California from 1961 until his death in 2003. It was one of the largest African-American congregations in the United States. He co-chaired the Baptist World Alliance and he was friends with prominent evangelicals like Billy Graham. I had the privilege earlier in my life to spend some time with Dr. Hill. He was one of the grandest preachers I ever heard break open the Word of God and explain it. He had rhetorical flair. He had a solid faith. He had a sound theology. He was asked by an interviewer one time if he thought Jesus was a Caucasian as depicted in so many paintings. And this was his reply. 
He said, I don't know anything about a white Jesus. I know about Christ, the Savior named Jesus. I don't know what color he is. He was born in the brown Middle East. He fled to black Africa, and he was in heaven before the gospel got to white Europe. So I don't know what color he is, but I do know one thing. If you bow at the altar with color on your mind, you'll get up with color on your mind. Go back again and keep going back until you no longer look at his color, but at his greatness and his power, his power to save you from your sins. Many universities and public school districts across our country are probably already lost to us. Don't allow your church to join the list of spiritually and intellectually dying institutions. Your call in this generation is to pursue real education, pursue true reconciliation, pursue Jesus. That's who we are. That's what we do. This is Truth Currents.